it's not worth being closed off. Be who you are. Find who you are and be who you are. I just had a really fun conversation with Jamie Hauserman. Jamie is a trailblazing woman in the manufacturing world. Jamie also has a passion for not only to develop herself and her skills, but a passion for helping others grow. I think you're gonna really enjoy hearing from Jamie Hauserman. Today, I'm talking with Jamie Hauserman. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. I'm privileged to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. I've heard so many wonderful things <laughs> from so many people in this room, in particular about you. So that's that bodes well. It's always wonderful to, before I have a, a talk with someone, to hear from coworkers and boy, they, they had glowing things to say about you, Jamie. Aww. Yeah. So tell us, what do you do here at CNG? So I am the corporate training manager mm -hmm. for CNG. Okay. And how long have you worked for us? Um, it's almost nine years. August will be nine years. Wow. Yeah. So have you always been in training? Um, no, I actually started on the floor as a, uh, a machine operator. Yeah. So, wow. So how, how, like, what was the progression then? You started as a machine operator, then what? Yeah, I was on the floor for a few months, and yeah. then I, I got really cool opportunities. We were going to get a new machine, and so that required a little bit different skills and knowledge. So I went back to the print department, worked back there for a little bit. Uh-huh. And then that took me up to the films building. So I got into a lead-out training program up there, which is really cool. Got to learn about the bubble, about the process. And then I went back down to finishing as a lead-out. So you've had an opportunity to do a lot of different things. And it also seems like because you've kind of pushed yourself into different roles, you're a curious person, living one of our values. Absolutely. Would you say that's true? Every day. All right. So tell me about some of that. Tell me, what do you, what do you like to do when you're not working? How does that curiosity value come out? Oh, okay. So anything outdoors, you can find like close to or in the water all the time. Yep. I love to kayak. Um, I, any chance I get, I'm in the water with that. I'll go fishing, hiking. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you like to swim? <laughs> I do. I love to swim. I swam in college for a little bit. You did? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yep. So like what, what kind of strokes did you do? Um, it was freestyle mostly, backstroke yep. a little bit. Yeah. Butterfly for a little bit killed my shoulder, so I had oh, to stop yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. Just watching those swimmers do that butterfly, it's like the whole body's coming out, and like you're morphing into this like figure, and that that looks tough. So you must be a tough person. I refer to myself as a tough old broad most days. <laughs> so tell me about your family. Um, well, I'm one of three kids. Okay. I I have a twin sister. Twin. Mm -hmm. Wow. We don't look anything alike. Really? Yeah, we're about as different as two people could be, but it was a cool experience. We didn't get to do any of the fun twin stuff, but it was a cool experience. You mean like dress alike? Yeah, or pull pranks on people. Oh, yeah. Sit in each other's classrooms. We didn't get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that movie with the twins, um, with uh, the girl with the red hair and freckles? Is it The Parent Trap? The Parent Trap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just made my nine-year-old grandson watch that movie with me and I, I didn't know if he'd like it or not but he loved it have you seen that one I have it's yeah fun. yeah where they trade places at camp yeah so are you and your sister close we are now yeah because we were so different growing up we kind of had different interests so we were kind of always doing our own thing but we're really close now yeah yeah that's cool it's good to have a, a twin I would think yeah you know, oh it's just, awesome yeah someone that you share your life's journey with 
So I hear you're a, a bit of a do-it-yourselfer as well. <laughs> I am stubbornly independent, yeah. Oh, <laughs> tell me about that. Um, it's not that I don't want help doing some things, but I love to figure things out by myself. If it's, you know, building a piece of furniture or reorganizing the garage or the house or yeah. I, I just love doing stuff like that. So you walk around with the tool belt, you know, putting these things <laughs> together. Like, tell me, what does that look like, Jamie? <laughs> well, it looks very primitive because like, I don't know that I have a tool belt. I have a couple screwdrivers and a hammer if I need yep. it. There's yep. no drills. <laughs> so are you, are you one of those people that read the instructions? Word for word. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good you're in training then. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm the kind of person that will dump everything out of the box, not look at the instructions and then end up with two screws. I'm like, well, why did they give me two extra screws? <laughs> so that doesn't happen to you then. No. <laughs> What's the thing you're most proud of? I, I don't know if it's any one thing. I really do think it's the whole journey. Yeah, of, of being this independent do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, because I never I wasn't always that way. Um, it, it took most of high school. I was really shy and really quiet, and I just didn't really branch out or break mm -hmm. out of my shell. And, you know, it was a, it was a struggle to kind of learn to depend on yourself and and not really worry about that you know it was there any particular adversity that you went through that kind of shaped you into who you are or brought you out of your shell college broke me out of my shell really i was on the swim team yeah and you know you're on a campus for the first time you're around hundreds of people that you don't know you're in these lecture style classrooms and you're, you're just trying to find your way right mm -hmm. you're no longer in the shelter of mom and dad and you're just trying to figure it all out and when you're in it and you're on your own and you're like, hey, let's go, it's like, oh, okay. I'm really going now, yeah. 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 What what school did you go to? The University of Akron is where I started. Did you like the school? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, so it was a good experience for you. Yeah. And it was sort of like my first coming out of, you know, my parents' house and being on my own and kind of seeing what I'm capable of doing. Yep. <laughs> so if you could go back to that Jamie, you know, that was 18 years old, going to college, leaving home, is there any advice you would give yourself in hindsight? Absolutely. What would that be? You, it's not worth being closed off. Be who you are. Find who you are and be who you are. Great advice. So what what allowed you to to really be that person? Was it just going off to school or was it was there some something that really built your confidence that showed you I got this? Yeah, so um I had kids young I was in a, a serious relationship for a really long time and it didn't work out. And, you know, when you go through a serious breakup like that, it's like, who am I? Yeah. And, you know, at the time I was 31, I was old enough, but I didn't know who I was. And so, you know, that, that breakup was really like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's create who you are mm -hmm. and be who you are. Yeah. And that, I mean, Learning that at 31 or 61 or 11, I mean, that that's the key to life is really understanding who you are and how to play to your strengths. Yeah. You know, it was through conversation. It's like, what's your favorite color? Like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. What's your favorite food? Mm, I don't know that either. <laughs> I know what I make for the family all the time. What, but what do you like? Because from a young age, you started out, you know, really having responsibilities, mm -hmm. taking care of others and that's where your focus was. And yeah, yeah, that's good, though, that even at 31, that you're able to kind of discover more of who you are. Yeah. So tell me about your kids. Um, I have two boys. Mm -hmm. My youngest just turned 19. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And my oldest will be 21 in August. Wow. Yeah. So what are they doing now? So um, my oldest works for his dad. Mm -hmm. um, he's, oh, he travels everywhere. They do all, fix all kinds of stuff. And my youngest is in between jobs right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, too. He's Maybe it'll take him until he's 31. I know. To figure out <laughs> where his life is headed. Yeah. So is there someone in your life, uh, Jamie, as you were growing up or today that it really inspires you? Um, I've had a couple people, right? And it's it's usually the the leaders that I have. Mm -hmm. um, I worked retail for a number of years. And, you know, you really, if you're observant, you really pick up on habits or, you know, unspoken things. Yeah. And so, um, so my manager there was great in teaching me just how to be observant and how to be aware of your surroundings always. And, and mm -hmm. Robin Hamill has yeah. been amazing. Mm. She gets, you know, wrapped up with so many other things and she, she brings me into so many opportunities that I just don't think I would have had otherwise. Mm -hmm. And she, she kind of pulls a different way of thinking yeah. into me. Which that's, is great. Yeah. No, that's really cool. She's she's really gifted that way. You know, there aren't many of us women uh, in manufacturing, you know, and particularly as you advance more and more into leadership roles. So what what has your journey been like as a woman in manufacturing? It was really intimidating at first. When I first joined the company, I was the only woman on the floor. And, only uh, woman on the floor. Mm -hmm. Wow. There was women in the offices, but yep. I was the only one on the production floor. And so there was this bias, like, you can't lift 40 yeah. pounds and you can't lift the shaft and you, mm. you can't possibly understand resins or, you know, the path of the pellet. Like, you can't possibly do that. And then, you know, when you get in there and you start doing stuff, you're getting looked at a little, a little different. Yeah. With respect? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not or not, not quite. <laughs> not at first. <laughs> okay. There was a little bit of, okay, well, we don't, we don't think that that's what you should be doing. And then, yeah, you know, you do the things and you start pushing buttons and everyone's like, oh, okay, well now I need to step up my game because you're pushing buttons. Now I need to push buttons and I need to show that I can do it better. Um, but once you kind of get comfortable with everyone, the journey really has been a lot easier. People don't question it as much. Yeah. Well, now, now you see more and more women here all the time mm -hmm. working in extrusion. You know, have you heard the phrase, you have to see it to be it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now you, you've paved the way for other women, right? Because they saw you come in, you did it, and hopefully it makes it a little easier for women who come behind you I to hope so. do it. Yeah, I hope so. So tell me some of the other experiences as a, because, you know, it is... <laughs> It is um it is difficult being the first, right? To to be the trailblazer, to be the one that you know you you kind of feel like you have more eyes on you and and people some people may be hoping that you'll fail, right? Just to prove that you shouldn't be here. Absolutely. And to that I say hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Not at work, of course. No, but. no, no. <laughs> We'll save that for after work. <laughs> I, you know, I did. It was funny. I had um, a couple people be very blunt with me and tell me they're like, I, we don't think you'll make it. And I looked them straight in their eye and I'm like, I'll work. I'll outwork 90% of the guys on this floor. Yeah. And the other nine, 10% is only because I don't know how they work yet. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I think that's really inspiring. It reminds me a little bit of my 
coming up in manufacturing. <laughs> Very similar story. Yeah. You have a lot of skeptics. So yeah. it, it, you know, for, for me, and it sounds like for you too, it, it only motivates you to want to do it more Absolutely. Right? to be told you can't do something. Yeah. So what are the things that motivate you in life? Oh, you know, for me, it's, it's really just the satisfaction of one, look what I did Yeah. or looked what I helped do or helped build. Um, you know, you, you look back and the journey is rough yes. sometimes, Yeah. but when you stand and you look back, that's what keeps me moving forward. Yeah. And, and it's shaping you into who you are mm -hmm. and becoming the more authentic version of yourself. Absolutely. So how would you like to see that journey continue? What, what do you want to do 10, 20 years from now? Um, so I, I, I don't like to narrow my scope and I don't like to limit mm -hmm. myself, but I do love the training and I would love to be a director one of these days. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. What is it that you love about training? You know, when you, when you train people or you, you help build a program that people are in and you just see the light bulb yeah. turn on, yep. they get it and they progress and, and they truly like find their passion within the company doing mm. something that they never thought that they'd like to do. Yeah. How cool will it be, you know, 20 years from now when you can walk around the plant and say, I remember your first day and I remember your first day and think about, you know, how far employees have come from day one to where they'll be in the future. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a legacy, right, that you'll have yeah. for yourself. And Very I love cool. that. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the one thing that people would be the most surprised to learn about you? As quiet and reserved and how cautious I am, I actually, I used to ride a motorcycle and I used to enjoy it. Really? Yeah. Like race it or ride it? Just ride it. And so people would say that, that you're, no, people that know me, I'm just, I'm overly cautious. I drive uh, very safely and, okay. you know, like, okay. I'm, yeah. So to, to be able to, you know, ride a motorcycle and just be a little bit more free and more wild. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what, first of all, what got you into it and what got you out of it? What got me into it was, I don't know, I was just going through that phase, right? Like, the kids were getting a little older, so I felt more comfortable. I took a safety course, you know. Of course. And, of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> to get more comfortable yeah. with it. Walking on the wild side. You know, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I walk cautiously on the wild side. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, just getting more comfortable because that was something I didn't think I'd ever be comfortable with. So I wanted yeah. to try it. And what got me out of it was really just time i didn't really have yeah. the time to maintain it or well you proved to yourself that you could do it so yeah. you moved on yeah. right you got to find the next challenge in your life <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so um at this point in the interview i turn the table and i'm gonna let you ask me any question you want to ask me jamie what kept you motivated <laughs> when you were going through yeah all of that yeah. adversity and thoughts and opinions it was tough. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, I've been married for 43 years. So I used to come home many times and I would say to my husband, it's just not worth it. You don't know what I have to go through there. It's really hard and people don't want me there. And I'm, you know, I'm a unicorn and it's like, you know, and, and he would listen to me and always, you know, sort of prop me back up and you're going back out there. Like, and, and it's so good he did that because I think somebody else would have said, okay, quit then. It would have been the worst thing for me because I think living through that and like you talked about, when you really 
have to face that, you know, I'm in an environment where I'm not wanted, a little bit, you know, feeling a little bit hostile. Um, it, it wears on you and it takes its toll. And so I think for me, my desire to prove I could do it was stronger than the, the fear that held me back or the negative aspects of the job. That's awesome. But it wasn't easy. No. No, I'm sure it came with a lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of struggles. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, and then um, I I I would always like if, if somebody was particularly rude to me, you know, like I I would have people say to me, "Who's who's raising your kids?" Or you know, like how can you be working when you're mom? And back then, it was very unusual to be a working mom. In my mind, I would always think someday you'll work for me. <laughs> It's a true story. And yeah. when they did work for you, how did it go? <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not even, I don't even remember. It was just more like I had to find a way in that moment, you know, to just keep myself motivated. So that was your hold my beer. It was my hold. Yes. It was my hold, <laughs> hold my beer place. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie Hauserman, you inspire me. <laughs> Thank you. You inspire me.